see you. Happy Saturday, the day before church. If your church is open, if it's not open, it's not the day before church, and online services don't count. Hey, right off the bat, I want to I show you something. Pastor Rodney Howard Brown opened up his service tonight in Tampa Bay at the River Church at The Stand. Everybody, you need to visit that whenever possible, both online and or in person. I've been there many times myself. I'm planning on being there on Monday. Uh, but he, he revealed this plan. I don't know if you can see it or not, but if you oh, oh yeah, you can see it real good. There you go. You need to look deeply into this. It is the from the Rockefeller Foundation, and it's called the National COVID-19 Testing Action Plan, Pragmatic Steps to Reopen Our Workplaces and Our Communities. Going a little bit different, going a little bit off the map tonight, but I'm using this laptop here for just a second because I want to read you the highlights out of this because this, again, let me show you, this is coming your way. You need to know that. And listen, I know a lot of you out there, you're very neutral in everything. Well, you know what? You might want to think about your neutrality coming to an end. You know, the bit of neutrality is not an attribute. It's a detriment. And if you're a neutral person, you're not real zealous, you don't, you don't really take sides or do anything, well, this battle's coming to your doorstep whether you want it to or not. This battle is coming to you, it's coming to your kids, it's coming to your husband, it's coming to your wives, it's coming to your church, it's coming to your household, whether you want it or not. This, this plan is going to be at least attempted to be put into action. It's going to. It's going to be adopted by the government, you know, to some extent, unless we fight against it. Let me read you, I just have kind of an executive summary of it over here, so I apologize for just a moment not looking directly at the camera, I'm just reading off a laptop over here. Number one, step number one in the, let me read it again, National COVID-19 Testing Action Plan from the Rockefeller Foundation. And I urge you to rewind back to the beginning of the stand tonight, right after praise and worship. Pastor Rodney Howard Brown spoke about this. You need to listen very, very closely. This is not preaching about politics. This is preaching about the book of Revelation. This is not political speech. And you shouldn't be against political speech anyway. Politics are very much interwoven with the Bible, with Christianity, how we're supposed to act. But anyway, before I get off on any of that, so reading from this plan from the Rockefeller Foundation, Number one, launch 1330 plan. It's called to dramatically expand COVID-19 testing. And again, let me just put this out there for everybody. Why are we, why does anybody even care? You're like, well, people are dying every day. People have died every day from the flu for the last umpteen million years. All right, I know I'm exaggerating right there, but for the, you know, let's just say for the last 30 or 40 years, tens of thousands of people have died per year from the flu from pneumonia, from common colds, from heart attacks. Like I've told you a million times, 80,000 people died of the flu in 2017. Allegedly, we've got like 117, 112, 117,000. I can't remember which number, COVID-19 deaths. But most of the, I guarantee you half of those are fraudulent, at minimum of half of them. And I won't get into that tonight, but here's what's coming your way. And again, why are all these plans? Why all these plans for, you know, as if COVID-19 is a deadly pandemic as if if you get it you die you don't you have a 99.9 percent chance of surviving of COVID. for most people who get it you have a 100 percent chance of of surviving if you get COVID. 
100%. The average age of death in America from COVID-19 is 75 years old. That basically means the average is 65 to 85 is who dies of COVID-19. And most of those, almost all of them, had pre-existing comorbidities. But here's the Rockefeller Foundation National COVID Testing Action Plan. Number one, launch a 1-3-30 plan to dramatically expand COVID-19 testing. What that means is launch an eight-week national testing laboratory op- optimization initiative to increase current U.S. testing from 1 million to 3 million per week within the next eight weeks, adding up to 30 million tests per week. The steady increase, they said, will cost, a, th- their program will cost billions of dollars per month, but, but, but they excuse it by saying, well, it'll make up for all of the you know, jobs that are being lost. It won't, but here we go. Next, next step, number two, you got it. Launch a COVID community healthcare core. A COVID, launch a COVID community healthcare core for testing and contact tracing. Now, let me read you some stuff out of that. This, this will be very interesting to you. Here's a, here's a part of that program. It says, some privacy, this is part of their launch a COVID community healthcare core, which they actually describe in the depths of the article as an army, launch a COVID community healthcare core for testing and contact tracing. Here's what they write in the, in the, there's a much more detailed explanation. You have a complete report. I'm reading off of the executive summary, but here's part of the detail report. Some privacy concerns must be set aside for an infectious agent as virulent as COVID-19, a 99.9% survival rate. And it's vir- 90 over 98% of all COVID cases are mild. Only 2% are serious to critical 2%. That's why the average age of death in Italy was 81. The average age of death in America is 75, and we need this. But, you know, the church is leading the way. Uh, the church's reopening programs look just like the world, violating Romans 12, to do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the church is leading, away, leading the way, but we in the church, the true church, the church that actually believes in the Bible, I don't care what label you wear, I don't care what denomination you come from, I don't care how you were raised, you believe the word of God. But listen to what it says here. Some privacy concerns must be set aside for an infectious agent as virulent as COVID-19. Bold-faced lie, allowing the infection status of most Americans to be assessed and validate it in a few required settings and many voluntary ones. So there's going to be required things that you have to do. This is coming. Well, I choose to stay out of the politics. It doesn't matter whether you stay out. Stay out as long. Well, I, you know, I want to hear both sides. Stay out as long as you want. ACC, accommodating, compassionate, Christian, compromising, Christian. Put any words you want in there for C. The loss of privacy engendered by such a system would come at too high of a price if the arrival of a vaccine early next year was a certainty. But vaccine development and manufacturing could take years. And when it comes and when it comes, certain populations may be excluded from receiving it. Here's the thing. Those screened must be given a unique patient identification number. Oh, I don't want to, you know what? I choose not to participate in any of this. I just, you know, I choose to stay neutral. And it doesn't matter whether you stay neutral. 
Doesn't matter if you want both sides of the argument. You're going to need to choose a side. It's coming your way. Do you, let me read this again to you. Those screened must be given a unique patient identification number that would link to information about a patient's viral antibody and eventually vaccine status under a system that could easily handshake with other systems to spread the return of normal societal functions. Everybody will just, you know, keep me safe. Keep me safe. Anything to keep me safe. You don't even need to worry about this virus. But they're using their lies. Remember what I told you. It's all the same lie over and over again. A very low death rate, just like systemic racism in law enforcement, a very low death rate, telling you that it's a very high death rate, used to implement their system through fear. Schools could link this to attendance lists, large office buildings to employee ID cards, TS linking your patient identification number to the TSA to your kids at school. Well, I, you know, I'm neutral. I, you know, I, I like to stay right in the middle. I don't ever choose sides. Good luck. You're going to have a number anyway. TSA to passenger list, concert and sports venues to ticket purchase, purchase, you're just purchasers. Oh, Tom, you're just another one of those, you know, right wing nut jobs out there. Yeah. You can believe that all you want. This is from the Rockefeller Foundation. They are put, fronting hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for this. This is coming unless we defeat it at, at the ballot box. It's coming. Your personal identification number that will allow you to go into a sports event is coming. Whether you like it or not. Whether you think I'm crazy or not. Do you read your Bible to begin with? What do you think that's, that tattoo is going to be? The mark of the beast is going to be. You know, this is just too radical for me. I, you know, I, I like to remain, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the Sweden of the, of, of the human race. I don't like to take sides. You're, this is, I, don't, I, don't, I don't ever believe these, these radical conspiracy theories. This is the Rockefeller Foundation available for you right now to download. Go ahead, download it. You don't believe me? I'm too crazy for you? That's just fine. But this is coming your way. Whether you like it or not. It's all the same stinking lie. That's what it is. And it's coming. I'm going to be reading more off of this in the weeks to come. Pastor Rodney actually sent this to me just a few hours ago. He launched from, his, from the pulpit at the stand tonight with the same information. He's wanting to get this information out. This is coming your way. Tom, why are you always picking on people who want to stay neutral? Because there is no such thing. There is no such thing as neutrality. There's conquered and unconquered. Let me see if I can get the third part here. That was number two. Launch a COVID community health care core for testing and contact tracing with your personal identification number, with all your health information. You know, these certain privacy things will have to be overlooked, they say. Number three, create a COVID-19 data commons and digital platform, which they name in the report that Google and Apple are leading the way. They name Fitbit, thermometers, other things that they're going to use. You're like, this is, you know, this must be from, you know, some, this must be Alex Jones. Maybe you need to listen more closely to Alex Jones. 
Because this isn't Alex Jones. This is the Rockefeller Foundation. Well, I just, you know, I want to be neutral. I don't want to take, uh, you know, I, I don't want to choose sides. And you think that's an attribute as a Christian? You have to choose sides. We're, ta- we're talking tonight mostly about the cancel culture that's going on right now. Absolute cancel. Here's, here's where we'll start. Florida Gators. Well, let me do this first. What's going on? Let me see who's on. Say hey to everybody real quick as fast as I can. Let me scroll back to the very Bailey Marie. You're the first one on tonight. God bless you. Deborah, Ron, Johnny, God bless you guys. Tom S., good to see you. Mike, good to see you. Naomi, love you, sister. God bless you. Glad you're on. Hey, Mark, as always, brother, God bless you. Lucy, I see you. Juan, I see you. God bless you. Thank you, guys. Like it's Hey, Gina, I see you on there. God bless you. Hey, Joe, good to see you, brother. Hey, Di- hey Diane. Di- Diane P.T., God bless you, sister. Good to see you. Brooke, good to see you. Dan, Scott, Terry, God bless all you guys. Hey, Mimi from high school, love you. God bless you. Glad you're on. Hey, Kylie, God bless you. Glad you're on. Aaron, glad you're on. Hey, Lynn. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Katrina. God bless you guys. Glad you're all on. We'll gather more and more as we go, but let's talk about the cancer, the uh, cancel culture that's going on. Florida Gators ban gator bait cheer. This is real important, right? Due to historic racist imagery with the phrase, this is what, this is what, it's essentially, this is what the gator bait cheer is. That's what it is. Remember? Anybody ever been to a Gator game? That's what's been canceled. This is off. You're no longer allowed to do this. Aunt Jemima, gone. Gone with the wind, gone. Statues, gone. Uncle Ben's wild rice, gone. Gator Chomp, gone. University of Florida president, Ken, I don't know, Fuchs or F-U-C-H, with an S on the end of it, announced, to, announced Thursday the school's Gator Bay cheer will no longer be allowed at sporting events. No, you can't do this at a Gator game anymore. Can't do this. That's gone. No longer be allowed at sporting events due to the historic racist imagery associated with the phrase. Let me ask you a question. This was actually created by a black football player, just letting you know. But anybody who's ever done that, I grew up a Gators fan. I'm a UCF fan now, but I was, that's where I went to school. But I grew up a Gators fan, and I've done a lot of those Gator chops. Did, you, did I ever one time put race into it? Not for one second ever. Have you? Nobody has. According to ESPN, the Jim Crow Museum of Racist Memorabilia. That, uh, that's an interesting museum. Let's all, let's, hey, let's, have, let's pack up the family and go on a vacation to the Jim, Jim Crow Museum of Racist Memorabilia. At Ferris State University said African-American babies were used as alligator bait and the term alligator bait was also used as a racial slur against African-Americans. What does that have to do with doing a gator chop? So let me ask you, a gator out in the, out in the wild, out in the Mayaka River who happens to be chomping, is he a racist? It's got nothing to do with racism. And people, they still think you, you still think COVID-19 is about COVID-19. You still think the riots and the pillaging and the looting is about George Floyd. It's not. They're just a bunch of bold-faced lies packaged to you. So socialism and totalitarianism and tyrannical authority can be ushered in. Well, you know, Tom, you know, the end times are going to come no matter what. No, you're called. You are called in James chapter 4, verse 7, to resist the devil. What does that mean? That actually means in the Greek to actively fight against. 
So for those of you who embrace neutrality, who embrace negotiation, who embrace empathy, you're wrong. You're to actively fight against lies. You're to actively fight against people kneeling and renouncing their white privilege that, say, that they've never thought of until just now. You're to fight against it, not be empathetic and go and let me talk to some of my black friends and understand their side of the story. If your black friends say that there's systemic racism in law enforcement, they're either willfully misinformed, uninformed, or liars. If a white person tells you there's systemic racism in law enforcement, the stats are not there. They're not there. According to the FBI UCR database, they're not there. The move isn't the only one Fuchs and the school are playing, President Fuchs, I'm assuming, and the school are planning as universities and businesses have looked at social injustices and sought, sought reform against racism. What racism has gone on at the University of Florida? Please name it. What, where, where is it? Reforming any, re, removing any monuments or namings that Florida can control that celebrate the Confederacy or its leaders, Fuchs said, is another planned move. Removing monuments and namings that Florida can control that celebrate the Confederacy or its leaders is another planned move. More's going down. Come on, Gator Nation. Are you going to rise up? Come on, Gainesville. Come on, Gainesville churches. I know most of you just opened. Pastors, are you sure? I'm going to get to this in a minute. Pastors, are you sure this isn't your fight? You sure now? You sure? Remember, remember when they all came out with the COVID? All their, their you know, COVID holocaust prognostications? And all of you closed your churches? You folded like a cheap suit? Remember? And you, a lot of you said, well, this isn't our fight. We want to listen to the experts. We want to be good neighbors. We want to partner with our community. Yeah, you want, to you want to partner with Planned Parenthood? They're part of your community too. That's who you're partnering with. All the draconian leaders out there are Democrats who are baby butchering homosexual marriage supporters. That's who you're partnering with. People who are completely antithetical to the word of God is who you yoked yourself to. According to the Gainesville Sun, the Gator Bait phrase started following the program's national championship in 1996 when former Gator Lawrence Wright led the cheer, if you ain't a Gator, you must be Gator Bait. What's wrong with that? That's gone. That's forbade. You can't do it at a Gator baseball game, a Gator football game, a Gator basketball game. Anywhere, it's gone. I'm not going for it, Wright told the, game, the creator of it, Lawrence Wright, former Gator linebacker. Wright told the Gainesville Sun, I created something for us. It's, it's a college football thing. It's not a racist thing. It's about us, the Gator Nation, and I'm black. Run that video for me. Here's what's forbade for now on. This is not allowed at any Florida football game from this point on. Here it is. Watch this. Watch this racist atrocity. Look at all these racists. I guess the guy playing the drums, he's a racist. Tuba player, racist. Cheerleaders, racist. Here it comes. Here it comes now. Guard your heart. Oh, there it is. Oh, my gosh. Here it is. Oh, what racist. You racist. You're, that, that's banned. No more. No more fan jam gator bait chants. It's over. 
Look at that. Look at that heinousness. Oh, that's terrible. All right, back to back. There you go. Gone. And the, did anybody vote for that? It was this put on the ballot or it's gone? By the way, this is a state university. This should be put on the ballot. Fuchs can't do this. Donald Trump said in a tweet, the D.C. police are not doing their job as they watch a statue be ripped down and burned. These people should be immediately arrested, a disgrace to our country, and he's speaking to Mayor Bowser more than he is the actual police. Roll that video for me. Here we go. This is giving these people meaning in life. Oh, here we go. Look how happy they are. Back to me. You know what these people ought to try? Employment. Try, try actually having a job. Try actually finding something that gives you meaning in life instead of that giving you meaning in life. Back to the pastors, back to the Christian leaders, back to the church attenders. Are you sure this is not your fight? Are you sure this is not your fight where we're at right now? Trump rallies are bad, church services are bad, but lawless riots are fine. The police didn't care about that, but there was police showing up at church services. Nobody cared about that statue being torn down right there because that was a Black Lives Matter event. That's okay, but pastor, it's not your fight, right? It's not your fight. I'm speaking to all of you now. If your church just reopened, you're going to the wrong church. If you're, I'm saying this now. If your pastor has not repented of closing his church, you are going to the wrong church. If your church ever closed, he was wrong. If he came out and said, you know what, I was wrong, I repent, keep going to the church. If he didn't and they just came out with their reopening plan and their alcohol stations, I've never specially cleaned this church. We've had it clean the same way we've had it clean for the last umpteen million years. I've never put out an alcohol gel station. Nothing. We've never, we've never uh, social distanced. We've never closed. We never canceled anything ever. Not for a second. Yes, people threatened our lives. Yes, we were hated. You know what? That should sound familiar to you. Jesus was not a community partner, nor did Jesus listen to the experts. Are you sure it's not your fight, Christian? Well, when they tell us we can't preach the gospel anymore, then it's going to be our fight. They have told you that. They forbade you from opening your church. Well, we met online. That's not the gospel. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Well, we assemble online. That's not the gospel. And there's a whole lot of Christians that are not watching anything on Sunday. Pastors who close their churches have the exact same mindset. Exact same mindset of, of the Jenny Durkins of the world, the mayor of Seattle, who's just letting her city be overrun. They have the exact same mindset. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Run that Bongino video for me. Five seconds in. That when the media is talking about the George Floyd protest, the coronavirus, that, don't worry. The vi Joe, the virus knows what rally it's at. It, you know, it's cerebral oh, yeah. like that. It understands. Uh -huh. The virus is only going to infect Trump rallies. The virus isn't going to infect anybody at a protest. Come on. It's a social justice warrior virus. It knows better. Listen to this cut. Again, try to pick out when they're talking about the George Floyd protest versus the upcoming Trump rally. Rally time, the worst 
thing you could do in the middle of this pandemic. Trump is defying CDC guidelines. Trump is pretending the coronavirus has disappeared. What did it feel like to be marching arm in arm there with the police chief? A celebration there, carnival-like atmosphere. There's a guy who has a sign that says free hugs. Music, people are hugging. People showing up to his his precious rallies might get sick. I mean, they're, they're acknowledging they might get sick and die. Is that a smart move to have a rally during a pandemic? This is going to be a breeding ground for coronavirus. We need to stop that. We need to ban political rallies. It's a beautiful moment where people can get together. Beautiful moment. Very touching and extraordinary. It's a beautiful, beautiful moment. I love you. A moment of respect and love. President Trump is still planning to hold a large campaign rallies with thousands of people packed, as he said, shoulder to shoulder. It's unclear exactly how he can even return to these large events given the pandemic. Tens of thousands showed up for a march in Floyd's honor. A massive crowd, and I mean massive. Tens of thousands of protesters. Thousands and thousands, up to 200,000 people. Public health experts are warning about the risks of gathering in crowds like the president's rally. Health officials said the president's rally will pose a risk. Social justice over social distancing, we understand that to some extent. This week, more than 1,000 physicians and healthcare professionals signed a letter supporting the demonstrators. A political rally like checks every box of risk. Stop it. Just, just stay home, people. Stay home. Stay in the streets. Uh, continue to protest. Continue to have your voices be heard. That's <laughs> the greatest right, thing. That end there clip. Is the there you go. Now let me show you. I'm going to slow this down now. Let me show you what's okay. Show the first picture. Show the first picture. There you go. That's okay. You can just keep playing, just leave the picture up there. That right there is fine. According to the mainstream media, according to the Democratic Party, according to those you're partnering with, if you ever closed your churches, this is who you're partnering with. This is okay, but your church is not okay. Now, this is what's not okay. There you go. That's against the law. That's against the covetology law right there. A Trump rally you're not allowed to do at all. That's against the law. All right, let me show you what's okay. This is okay. Black Lives Matter rally, that's just fine. Now remember, if you closed your churches, this is who you're partnering with. This is who you're partnering with. They're saying that this is okay, but your church service is not okay. Let's show them what's not okay. Here's our church service. There's our church. That's not okay. All those people are going to die. Right there. We've not had one COVID incident in our church at all. You can put it back on me. You get the point. Keep those pictures kind of ready. I may go back to those in a second. But do you see it? And this is what I've been trying to tell you. I know there's people out there that hate me now. You used to come to my church. Now I'm too mad. I'm too angry, too vitriolic for you to ever come back. Fine. I don't, that, you, you do a, work out your own salvation. But this is what I've been trying to tell you for months now is that you are partnering as a pastor or a Christian or a church attender, you are partnering with the same people that are telling you Black Lives Matter rally, just fine. Trump rally will kill you. Black Lives Matter rally, protest, tearing down statues, just fine. Your church service will kill you. That is who you're partnering with because they are all bold faced liars remember it's all the same gift wrapped up in different gift wrap paper 
It is basically a very, very small death rate lied to you and told you that it's a high death rate used to usher in totalitarianism. That's all that it is every time. Very low death rate. Black men dying at the hands of law enforcement. Very low death rate. A total, total of 1,000 people, not 1,000 black people, 1,000 people a year die at the hands of the police in the United States. We have 330 million people live here. Out of those 1,000 per year, 600 of them are white. 200 to 250 are black. So 200 to 250 black men and women are killed by law enforcement every year out of 43 million. And that's what you're talking about? When 1,800 black babies are aborted per day. Per day. Facts. You won't hear... Listen... there's no you're you're probably thinking well if people just heard that they would change they don't they're just blind some people are just blind they're gonna go someday seven feet under blind they're just not you you can give them all the facts you want from the blaze a day after portland rioters tore down a nearly 100 year old statue of george washington george washington Vandals toppled more historical statues. On Friday night, saboteurs ripped down monuments that were dedicated to Ulysses S. Grant, Francis Scott Key, and an 18th century Spanish priest who was canonized as a saint. Rioters leveled a statue dedicated to Ulysses S. Grant, the Republican who was the 18th president of the United States and four-star Union general who defeated the Confederacy in the American Civil War. This is from Jerry Dunleavy. Is a tweet from him. Shameful, he wrote. Ulysses S. Grant crushed the Confederacy and helped free free millions of slaves. As president, Grant was vigorous in enforcing the post-war amendments, advanced civil rights for African Americans, and helped crush the first iteration of the Ku Klux Klan. He's an American hero. He also appointed African Americans to prominent roles in government. Prominent roles in government. That's what's going on. I'll show you more of that in a little bit. De Blasio announces New York Commission to reevaluate historical narratives. Bill de Blasio, mayor of New York, 8 million people he's a mayor over. There's only 11 states with more people in it than he has in his city. That's how big of a job he has. And this is, you have a galactic clown in charge of 8 to 9 million people. De Blasio announces New York Commission to reevaluate historical narratives and look at removing Thomas Jefferson statue in City Hall. Things been there 100, over 100 years. Mayor Bill de Blasio appointed his wife, Sherlene McRae, to head up a commission to reevaluate historical narratives. What is an historical narrative? And markers in New York City. Historical narratives and markers in New York City. She's setting up a commission. To look at historical narratives and markers. How stupid can you be? I mean, how, there's really no more words that I can put behind it than stupid. In one of her last jobs in New York City, McCray managed to lose track of $850 million. It disappeared. She still can't answer for where it went. $850 million. So she must look forward to the new challenge. Run that video for me. 
widespread re-examination of American history. Today, New York City's government announced the formation of a racial justice and reconciliation commission led by the mayor's wife to look at issues including the possible removal of that statue of Jefferson. The commission will work to explode the false narratives we have explode. lived with for far too long and make plain the truth that even in 2020, to be a person of color means to live a parallel existence with white New Yorkers. I think it is a time to evaluate uh, the entire look and feel of this city and a commission that's focused on justice and reconciliation can really think about a bigger approach to address our history in a constructive way. But some that council members are firing. Well, there you go. That's what, that, that's what their initiative is in New York City. Let's, let's see. Let's uh, uh, look at removing Thomas Jefferson statue. That's on the docket. Uh, historical narratives and mark reevaluate historical narratives and markers in New York City. Here's an interesting one from the Gateway Pundit. Columbus, Ohio, Democratic mayor. Ginther to remove Columbus statue. So in Columbus, Ohio, they're going to remove the statue of Christopher Columbus. Again, there's no real, there's no other word to put in front of any of this except stupid. I don't know what else to say. I mean, if it's stupid. It's stupid. There's not, why would you take down suddenly? I would just wonder, you had eight years of Obama Eight years of Bush, eight years of Clinton, eight, four years of Bush, eight years of Reagan, four years of Carter. Where was everybody's concern? These statues were all here then. Where was everybody's concern? Why weren't they racist in 2015 or 2016, Barack Obama's last year in office? Why was, why was none of this racist then? And suddenly it's all racist now. The Columbus statue in Columbus, Ohio, is going to be removed. To remove Columbus statue outside Columbus, listen, Columbus, Ohio, to remove Columbus statue outside of Columbus City Hall. What are they going to call their, their town, Boone, Egypt? And he says, it's racist. The de, listen to the, the de Blasio legacy. Switching back to Manhattan. Manhattan apartment contracts decline over 80% in May. Avowed socialist mayor Bill de Blasio shut down the New York economy for months. I got you guys. I appreciate it. Love you guys. Some of my guys just sent me a message. Love you guys. Yeah, if, you, if people are watching the Trump rally, put us both on. <laughs> put me, put, I guarantee you mine's more entertaining. And I love Trump, but mine's more entertaining. So here we go. Like and share this thing. Then he set up, this is Bill de Blasio, set back as rioters destroyed Manhattan during violent Black Lives Matter riots. Show that video. They got the wrong one up. This should be the one guy driving through Manhattan. There it is right there. You got it. There you go. This is what the media did not show. Look at everything. Everything's boarded. Even the hotel is boarded up. This is in Manhattan, New York right here. That's what it looks this like. You ever been there Manhattan before? It doesn't usually it look like this. Have you ever seen Manhattan look like this? The media will not report this. Look at Coach. Look at Manhattan. I'm just driving. Not one window left. Look at Microsoft. Gone. 
The media does not show it because this is what happened. Here's the Rolex store. Right there is the Rolex store. Look at it. Everything boarded up. Zara boarded up. Yeah, you can bring it back to me. Ferragamo. So that's what years of Democratic leadership will give you. They did absolutely nothing. Nothing. Well, the rioters went out and looted those places. They, de Blasio did nothing. Even Cuomo went after, who's a galactic idiot himself, went after de Blasio about his leadership during the rioting going on in New York. Look at, look at Manhattan. That's the richest part of the city. Look at it. That's what you get for Demo- with democratic leadership. Absolute anarchy. The murder rate is up in New York City. Guess what it's up? Just, I'm letting you think for just a second. Guess what it's up? Three, four, five, 10, 12, 15%. The murder rate this year, this is pre-COVID, pre-COVID. And remember, everybody's been locked down in their houses. The murder rate is up in New York City by 25% this year. This year, 25% in New York this year but luckily get ready for that next de blasio video there it is you got it but luckily bill de blasio is shifting money from the nypd to youth groups play it called repeatedly for reconsideration of priorities now we're about to go into a budget process over these next few weeks to make the final decisions on the city budget but i want to make a statement of principle right now based on the suggestions of the caucus, based on the work of the task force, that we will be moving funding from the NYPD to youth initiatives and social services. All right, back to me. The details will be worked out in the... There you go. So you have an uptick of 25%. I don't even like to use the word uptick. You have a flood of murders. They're up 25% in New York City. 25, that's huge. If you can lower murders by 4%, that's a victory. If you can lower them by 10%, Giuliani cut them down by like 75%. This idiot is upticked murders by 25% in the city of New York. And but luckily, his game plan is to remove money from the NYPD and give it to youth groups. What a, what a brilliant man. New York cops may strike on July 4th. Do it! Do it. Listen, cops everywhere. If your city is gone, it's gone. I know this is, this is easy for me to say. I get it. But if they're going to put you on trial for murder, for a justified shooting, like what's happening right now with Rolf, with Officer Rolf in Atlanta, he is on trial for his life. The, the death sentence, the death penalty is not off the map here. It's not off the docket. He is, he is actually fighting for his life for a just a very, very justified shooting. If that was, do you honestly think, I'm being accused of being a racist, but what else is new? If he had done the exact same thing to a white man, would he be in the situation he's in right now? So who's the racist? From the blaze. Now we can get all those statue destruction videos ready to go here. We'll run a bunch of them in a row. A day after Portland rioters tore down a nearly 100-year-old statue of George Washington, 
Vandals toppled more historical statutes. That's the one I was talking about earlier. Ulysses S. Grant, Francis Scott Key, an 18th century Spanish priest. Rioters leveled a statue des- dedicated to Ulysses S. Grant. Here's the, here's the video footage of it. Take a look at this. This is what's going on in your country right now. That's what's happening. We got any more statue footage? There you go. Not a great picture here, but there we go. There's another one down. This is what's going on in your country right now. Here's another look. It may be. Yeah, just look at everybody. Look at everybody in their black outfits. What in the world is going on in our country right now? Look at this. That's truly amazing. Go ahead, put that. There's a picture. Tore down a statue, lit, statue lit it on fire. I can't remember which, which person that was. So the question is, which side are you on? And that, that is a very inflammatory question for a lot of people, and sadly for a lot of Christians. But let me ask you a question. Does God choose sides? Does Jesus choose sides? He does. Jesus said, you know, there's one way. No man can come to the Father, can come unto the Father but by me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come unto the Father but by me. Have you chosen a side? If, if that bothers you, you're already biblically incorrect. You need to know that. If it bothers you that you have to choose a side, you know, when it comes to COVID-19, when it comes to systemic racism and law enforcement, you need to make a decision. COVID is a lie. The response to COVID, all social distancing, with the exception of our most vulnerable population in nursing homes, comprising about 50% of all COVID deaths, with the exception of them, all social, social distancing, all closures, all lockdowns, the, our, our destruction of a $20 trillion economy, church closures, business closures, everything is all a lie. Every last bit of that is a bold-faced lie. You need to make a decision. Is it or is it not? And it, well, I, I want to. I believe that we can open safely. You're already bought into the lie. If you believe in that, we can open safely. That means that there's something for us to be safe about. There's not. Well, what if somebody catches COVID? So what? So what if somebody catches COVID outside of someone who's 75 years old with comorbidities? The rest of us will be just fine. Just fine. There's many of you that are watching this that have already had it and you didn't even know it. You know what? When the bubonic plague, you know, when people caught the bubonic plague, you know what happened? They knew it. And guess what else happened? They died. 99.9% survival rate. Even with the corrupt, invalid, fraudulent CDC, the best they can come up with is a 0.26% post-infection death rate. So if you die of it, you have two-tenths of 1% chance. I mean, if you catch it, you have point, a two out of 10%, a, a 0.2% chance of dying of it. Two-tenths of 1% chance. That's what the CDC has. Even though I bungled up all the numbers, that's what the CDC has. Post-infection. That's the best they can do. Even with their fraudulent numbers and telling, uh, telling doctors to wrongfully fill, up, fill out death certificates. Which side are you on? Matthew 12, 25 says this, every kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. You cannot be neutral. No man can serve two masters. 
Matthew 6, 24. For either he will hate the one or love the other, or he will hold to the one and despise the other. Now, many Christians love to walk that line. Well, I believe that we can open safely. No, no, what you've done then is you, you hate that COVID, the response to COVID is a fraud. You're like, yeah, I do hate it. Well, then you're wrong. Where are all the bodies? 22 million people live right here in the state of Florida. We've had 3,000 deaths. Allegedly, we're having this second wave striking. I've even seen Christians put on their Facebook pages that they're afraid of a second wave. Why are you afraid? You're 40 years old. You're 50 years old. You're 30 years old. You're 22 years old. You have absolutely no chance of dying. Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Go to work. Do what you want to do. No man can serve two masters. You either think that the response to COVID is a complete fraud or you are wrong. You either, if you, if you think that it's valid, then you hate that it's a fraud. You can't walk down the line. That's not biblical. No man can serve two masters. He will hate the one. If you're like, well, I think it was good that my church closed. Then you hate rationality. Simple as that. You're not looking at the numbers. 0.1% post-infection death rate and your church closed? It makes no sense. Absolute logically makes zero sense for a church to close with a 99.9% survival rate. Think about it. Think through. Well, there's elderly people that attend the church. That's up to them then. If they don't have a comorbidity, it's not much of a threat to them either. Most everybody who's died in this country of covid which, remember, those numbers are so fraudulent. They've been caught attributing COVID deaths to people who have been shot. So which side are you on? Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. Matthew 12, 25. You have to choose what side you're on. Some of you who are mad at me need to get your fannies back right here to Foundation Church tomorrow at 10 a.m. I'm not going to say anything to you. Some of you left the, left the church a long time ago. You need to get back here. Your church is closed. Get back here. Come to somebody who actually preaches the Word of God. Get back here. I'm not going to say anything to you. I don't care. I'm just glad you're back if you come back. So get here. I won't say a word to you. Except, hey, I'll, but I'll, I'll, if you let me, I'm going to hug you. That's all I'm going to do. You decide what you believe in what I say and what you don't. Listen, cops aren't perfect, right? But I choose their side. We're kind of getting out of order here, guys, on the videos. Just letting you know. Up next is the uh, cop helping the person video. I can see the videos as they're loading them. All right, cops aren't perfect is what I was going to say. I was a cop right here. There's cops watching me. I'm looking over here because that's where I can see where, where, who's watching. There's cops watching. I love the police. Love them. Okay, they're not perfect. Are there racist cops? Yeah, there's a few racist cops. There's a few racist black people. There's a few racist white people. There may be a lot of racist white people. There may be a lot of racist black people. I don't know a man's heart. I have no idea or a woman's heart. I have no clue. The cops aren't perfect, but I choose their side. You can't go down the middle. You can't. You're like, yes, I can. I'm one of those people that's neutral. Sweden is not neutral. In the wars, they were conquered. There is no neutrality. You're either winner or loser. Neutral means loser. You're conquered. Sweden, Norway, conquered. France, conquered. Although they weren't neutral. 
They're just France. Cops aren't perfect, but I choose their side. Well, I want to go over. I want to listen to the side of the Black Lives Matter. You're just listening to liars. Tom, that's not nice. I don't care. The statistics aren't there to back up what Colin Kaepernick says. They're not there at all. Nine unarmed black men were killed by the police last year. Nine, 19 unarmed whites were killed by the police last year. How does it work? How does that work? How do you, how do you put a revolution behind nine out of 43 million? Sounds like COVID numbers, does it not? Same lie. Exact same lie, different packaging. 330 million people, 330 million Americans were here pre-COVID. 330 million Americans are still here. And yet we have the Rockefeller Center wanting contact tracing and your own personal healthcare identification number. That should really remind you of 666. A lot of you think 666 is the devil. It's not. 666 is the number of a man. Read your Bible. Cops are not perfect, but I choose their side. Because why do I choose their side? Because I was one? No. I was a cop for 25 years, 1992 to 2017 straight. Cop, 25 years, one day. Sarasota County Sheriff's Office right here. I'm one county south of there right now, Charlotte County, Florida is where I'm at. Cop for 25 years. Got cops watching. Nobody, nobody would say that cops are perfect. But why do I choose their side? Because I was one? No. Listen, I have railed President Trump on this podcast, and I'm still voting for him. I'm still on his side. I have railed, I have railed the police on this podcast for making unconstitutional arrests based on unconstitutional laws during the COVID pandemic, plandemic, unconstitutionally arresting people for social distancing laws or going to church. Pastor Rodney Howard Brown arrested by Hillsborough County. Well, the warrant was issued by Hillsborough County, arrested by Hernando County SO unconstitutional law dropped all the charges against them. Everybody's winning their lawsuits. Because why? Because it's First Amendment. But I railed law enforcement for that. I blasted somebody I worked with for decades on Facebook for what he said. I'm like, don't ever go out and enforce unconstitutional laws. I go by what's true. For me as a Christian, the Bible is true 100% of the time. I take its side. Does the Bible say that everything that I put my hands to will prosper? Yes, so I'm about prosperity. Does the Bible say that all of my, all of my uh, infirmities, all of my diseases are healed? Yes, I put my trust. That's the side I take. Does the Bible say that I'm protected from everything except martyrdom? Yes, so that's where I go. I go with the truth. So why do I choose the side of law enforcement? Because I was one? Because I'm white? No, because that's what the statistics say. 1,000 people out of the whole United States are killed by the police every year. 1,000. 600 whites, 200 to 250 blacks, and the rest, other, other minorities. It's the exact same thing with COVID, right? It's the same lie. How many deaths do we have statistically this year from last year? Exactly the same. From now, from, from January 1st until June 1st, we've had, for the first six months of the year, we've had the exact same amount of total deaths statistically as we had last year, less than 2017. So how's there a pandemic? 
Explain that to me. How, how exactly is there a pandemic going on if we have the same amount of deaths? Why, doesn't that, why is that not front page news? Does that ever cross your mind? Could it be that there's a secondary plan, an undercurrent plan that COVID's being used for, that systemic racism in law enforcement is being used for? You want to tell you what it is? It's the end times, the dragon, the beast. It's all the beginnings of sorrows. Well, Tom, it's going to happen anyway. No, we, we are called as the church to actively, James 4, 7, fight against this. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. Not, I see these, they put it all the time on here. I get, I get the message. Well, it's going to happen anyway. You just need to let it go. No, that's not what you do. That's not biblical. What I'm doing right now is biblical. We speak the truth. We fight against it. I've never worn a mask. I've never social distanced. I'm telling you the truth about systemic racism in law enforcement, that there isn't any. Systemic, I said. There's no systemic racism in law enforcement. There's racist cops, but it's not systemic. Those are all lies. We're to resist the devil. Resist the devil and he will flee from you, right? Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, which means resist means actively fight against and he'll flee from you. We, listen, in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Right? So if we actively fight against the devil, no man knows about the day or hour. Not a, we don't know about the day or hour. That's Matthew 24, 36. We don't know about the day or hour of Jesus' return. So you get the full package with this podcast. We're going politics and we're going Bible all the way, baby, to the bitter end. Some of you who don't like the Bible, stick with it. Those of you who don't like the politics, stick with it. It's all the truth. But if you and I actively do what we're supposed to do, which is fight against the devil, we are buying time for people to get saved. That is the call of the church. That is the call of the church. You and I, Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. It is our job as the church to resist the devil, not close our doors. Not, not saying how high when the government says jump. You have to choose sides. Well, that's just not Christian. Yes, it is. It is 100% Christian. It said right, right, book of Revelation, chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. I would thou wert cold or hot, but because you are neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Is that not choosing sides? Well, what do you believe about the COVID-19 response? No. That's what I stand, That's where I stand, where I'm in the middle. You're not biblical. No man can serve two masters. You hate one and you love the other. It's the same exact thing with systemic, law systemic racism and law enforcement. You either believe it or you don't. You either believe the truth and love it or you hate the truth. No man can serve. You cannot go down the middle. You cannot sit on the fence. You have to choose sides neutrality is not a virtue empathy with liars is not a virtue at all 
Now, here's what's funny. And I don't mean that in a laughing sort of way. But this is an interesting thing right here, this video we're about to show you. This is from a Black Lives Matter rally. Things go dramatically wrong for somebody, and look what they do. Roll the video. All right, the baby's gone unconscious, right? Now, who do they run to? Oh, look at that. A police officer. Now, you can bring it back to me. I won't make you watch the whole thing. But as that a Black Lives Matter rally, the baby goes unconscious, brings him to the police. The police save the baby's life. Was the police officer concerned at all about the race of anybody running up to them right now? You know how often I was concerned about the race of anybody running up to me in my 25 years of law enforcement? Never. I didn't care what race anybody was. I don't care if this offends people. We want to know, we want you know, people like me to go meet with other people and come to some sort of understanding about their lies. You know, I have to come to an understanding about why I'm not allowed to say all lives matter. That's all, listen, for me, it's all colorless. I just don't care. And people are like, well, that's offensive because black people think in terms of color. Well, if they do, then they're racist. I don't think in terms of color. That officer, look at him. He didn't think in terms of anything. He's like, this this person's life is in danger. I'm going to take life-saving action. And lo and behold, who did they run to? The very people they're saying hate them. Would you do that? If you really thought that, would you do it? If you honestly thought that the law, that law enforcement wanted to kill you because you're black, why would you run with your baby to an officer? You know why? Because it's all a lie. And you're like, Tommy keeps saying this over and over again. Yeah, until it, until it spreads around. Like and share this video. Let, let everybody see that I'm calling them a liar. I don't care. I'm speaking the truth. Remember what I told you out of John chapter 8, verse 45. Jesus said, because I tell you the truth, you don't believe me. I know that makes absolutely no sense, but that's the culture that we're in. We, because we say the truth, truth is a requisite for people not to believe you. That's the culture we're living in. Christian, will you say, boldly proclaim this? Will you say, I stand in the truth that statistics tell me because that's the truth you're like well no i want to go over and listen to the other side there is no other side there's lie and there's truth no man can serve two masters you'll either love the lies and hate the truth or hate the truth and love the lies i think i said the same thing twice you pick one or the other you will eat you will eat. no man can serve you, you can't you have to say, you know what? I choose the truth that statistics tell me. Will you say out loud to people, there's only one way to God. One way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John 14, 6. Will you say that to anybody all the time? That's the next brick to fall from the church, by the way. The next, the next shoe to drop, the next brick to fall off the building of our theology is more than one people will start preaching there's more than one way it's already happening they're either preaching it by commission or omission because they want people to feel comfortable in their church will you say it or is that starting to sound unloving to you if it seems evil to you to serve the lord 
out of Joshua, right? Joshua chapter 24, if it seems evil to you to to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Does this seem evil to you to say there is only one way to the kingdom of God? Does it seem evil to you to say homosexuality is a sin? Does it seem evil to you to say that all man will stand before the judgment seat of Christ? Does it seem evil to you to say that narrow is the way and few go to heaven? Does that seem evil to you? Well, that's not really where, that's not really the, uh, you know, the lifeblood of our church. We're, we're more of a compassionate grace people. No, what you are is abiding in a lie. If you use words like grace and love and empathy and compassion instead of the truth, you're a bold-faced liar in lockstep with Nancy Pelosi, in lockstep with Black Lives Matter, in lockstep with Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates who use lies to usher in their agenda. Will you look other, will you look people in the eye and say uh, abortion unequivocally is a sin? Will you? Just a few other things here. Uncle Ben's wild rice, that's banned now. Just letting you know. I've got my articles right here. Here's a fun one. I'm just letting you know what's gone. Oh, what else was gone on here? Let's see. Uncle Ben's parent company, whatever. That, that's gone. Racism has no place in our society. The company stated earlier on, earlier on Wednesday, Quaker Oats announced the branding of Aunt Jemima's breakfast syrup. That's gone now. So while Uncle Ben's wild rice, that's gone, gone with the wind. That's gone. Not allowed to watch that anymore. We all went, well, it's off of Netflix or whatever. Uh, Aunt Jemima's gone. Gator chomps gone. Statues are gone. Here's from the Daily Wire. Kente cloth worn by Democrats was historically worn by African, by an African empire involved in the slave trade. Fact checker says, show the picture. Okay, you can stare at me a little bit longer. I know everyone wants to see more of my face. The picture's actually loaded, guys. I can see it. It's in there. There you go, right there. There's the picture. They're wearing that, that multicolored cloth. It represents the, uh, it's a kente cloth. It actually represents, you can bring it back to me, it actually represents the Ashante tribe. Uh, tribe kente cloth was worn by the ashante tribe it's made of, of silk so the so the affluent wore it so the rich just like democratic party yeah, people think the republican party is the party of the rich <laughs> not at all the democratic apple democratic party microsoft democratic party one right after the other bill gates democrat one one mega rich person after another that i can name absolutely democrat the Ashante were also known as slave owners and traders. So they are wearing basically the emblem of slave traders and slave owners. The Ashante supplied British and Dutch traders with slaves in exchange for firearms, which they used to expand their empire. Slaves were often acquired as tributes from smaller states or captured during war. Some slaves were brought across the Atlantic while others stayed in Africa to work in gold fields. So they are wearing... The cloth, the emblem of a tribe that was well known for slave trading and slave owning. There's your 2020 Democratic Party. They think they're virtuous as they take their knees with their kente cloths. Black Lives Matter, call out. Minnesota Freedom Fund, run by, by a white female, ex-con. 
for only spending $200,000 of over $30 million collected to bail out protesters. Everybody remember that? All the uh, celebrities coming out and sending their hundreds of thousands or thousands or however much they sent to the, what's it called again, Minnesota Freedom Fund to bail out protesters in Minneapolis. Well, they accumulated about $30 million and only $200,000 has been used to bail out protesters. So people are asking, where's the money? So here's what the article said. Comedian Seth Rogen donated to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Singer John Legend and his wife Chrissy Teigen donated to the fund. Justin Timberlake, Steve Carell also donated to it. All with the intention of giving Black Lives Matter protesters who were arrested during the violent riots a get-out-of-jail-free card. According to Breitbart, the once obscure group used to pull in a mere $100,000, $110,000 a year in donations, according to public tax records. But since the death of George Floyd, while in Minneapolis police custody, it has raked in more than $20 million in less than a week. MF, MFF's sudden windfall, that's the Minnesota Freedom Fund, windfall raises questions about how the organization, which is led by Tanya Hanzi, a George Soros acolyte, funny how his name always shows up, who is also a convicted drug offender, Tanya Hansi, the, ones who, the one who runs the Minnesota Freedom Fund, is a convicted drug offender. Questions are coming up about how the money is actually being spent. The group's aggressive demands to defund the police are also garnering attention. MFF is encouraging donations to reclaim the block, which has called for government divestment from the Minneapolis police. Reclaim is receiving financial support from the squad, representatives Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, Ariana Presley, and of course, the illustrious Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. The Minneapolis Freedom Fund reacted to the Twitter mob asking for transparency by offering a half-baked response to their legitimate questions. Without jeopardizing the safety of the folks we bailed out, we paid well over $200,000 in the weeks since the uprising alone. We are working on doing more. Oh, wow. Okay, so what are you doing with your $30 million? It'll go to, it'll go to Joe Biden. All right, PJ Media. Now, this, this, we're turning a hard corner here. But, you know, I don't know how many of you hear what goes on sometimes. You know, the, some of it is outlandish. Some of it's not. You have to choose which ones you listen to. But this is a scandal coming out of Germany. And this is, this is, this is very, very disturbing. What time we got here? Wow. Very disturbing. And I just I want to get to as much as I can in the next 20 minutes and we'll be done. German government officials intentionally placed foster children. This is from PJ Media. Pull it up yourself. Intentionally placed foster children with a pedophile ring. For 30 years, a shocking report out of Germany says that the government agencies intentionally placed homeless children with a widespread and influential pedophile ring for decades. They are not denying this. They're not denying this at all. Starting in the 1970s, psychology professor Helmut Cutler can conducted his experiment. Homeless children in West Berlin were intentionally placed with pedophile men. These men would make especially loving foster parents, Kentler argued. Some of you out there, you're like, all this is conspiracy. Maybe not. 
Maybe you need to start believing some things. Maybe Bill Gates doesn't have your best interests in, in mind. Maybe Anthony Fauci doesn't either. Maybe the Rockefeller Foundation doesn't either. The study conducted by the University of Heldesheim has found that authorities in Berlin condoned authorities in Berlin condoned this practice for almost 30 years. The pedophile foster fathers even received a regular care allowance. Helmut Kettler, 1928 to 2008, was in a leading position at Berlin's Center for Educational Research. He was convinced that sexual conduct, contact between adults and children was harmless. Oh yeah, tell that. Two little girls have been raped and lost all their reproductive organs, you idiot. Galactic freaking moron. Berlin's child welfare offices and the governing Senate turned a blind eye or even approved of the placements. The outrage became public when victims came forward. Since then, researchers at Heldesheim University have tirelessly, tirelessly tracked down victims and conducted interviews, finding a vast pedophilia network that included educational institutions, child welfare offices, and the Berlin, Berlin Senate. According to researchers, pedophilia was accepted, supported, and defended. The researchers found that several of the foster fathers were high-profile academics. So those of you that are hearing about Jeffrey Epstein, remember that? About the pedophile rings in Hollywood? Conspiracy! Consp are you sure? Are you sure? I'm pretty convinced that a lot of these people are absolutely worshiping the devil. In person. What I mean by that is not the actual devil right there, but that's who they worship. That's it. Not some sort of new age. They worship the devil. They speak of a network that included high-ranking members of the Max Planck Institute, Berlin, Berlin's Free University, and the notorious Aldenwall School in Hesse, West Germany, which was at the center of a major pedophilia scandal several years ago. It has since been closed down. Maybe we need to start believing some things. Huh? I'm not, listen, I know there's people out there. Listen, I've been accused of making Freemason gestures. You're a bunch of galactic idiots. I don't even know what a Mason is. I was, somebody said when I was drinking a Coke on here that I was, that meant something. Ignore those idiots. But the, but factual data that, this is fact. This is not being denied by anybody in Germany. This happened for 30 years. From 1970 up through up to close to 2000, 30 years of placing little vulnerable homeless children with pedophile rapists. 30 years. And you don't think you can be lied to about COVID-19? You don't think you can be lied to about systemic racism in law enforcement? You don't think there's an undercurrent that's going on that this is really all about? What is, what, what is the reaction to COVID-19 really all about? What's the false assertion of systemic racism really all about? It's all about socialism and ushering in the tyrannical authority of the dragon and the beast and taking the mark of the beast. That's what it's all about. Did you, did you listen to what I told you earlier? I'll read it to you again. Those screened 
must be given a unique patient identification number that would link to information about a patient's viral antibody and eventually vaccine status under a system that could easily handshake with other systems to speed the return of normal societal functions. Schools could link this to attendance lists, large office buildings to employee ID cards, TSA to passenger lists, and concerts and sports venues to ticket providers. Such connections should be made in a way that protects personally identifying information whenever possible. Yeah, right. You don't think that these things have an insidious goal? Do you not think that? Black Lives Matter leader says group developing highly trained military arm for war on police. Black Lives Matter leader, this is from the Daily Wire, Black Li- a Black Lives Matter leader in New York revealed in an interview with the Daily Mail that the activist group is developing a highly trained military arm to lead the war on police. Hawk Newsom, a chair, sounds like a G.I. Joe action figure. Hawk Newsom, chairman of the BLM's Greater New, New York chapter, said the organization has military special forces, officers, training, and advising members who will patrol black communities and challenge law enforcement. The activist said money has been flooding into the organization from wealthy people and celebrities, specifically naming Rihanna and Nick Cannon as large contributors. Asked about the riots happening across America, Newsom refused to denounce violence and looting, saying Black Lives Matter didn't create this violence. Black Lives Matter is a product of this violence. The rioters are a product of this violence. The next thing that should be up is the picture of the flag. There you go. Here's another cancel culture article there you go that's gone now well it's not gone sec ultimatum to mississippi university of mississippi change your your confederate theme flag or no more championship games for you that's gone now they'll cave from the bongino report one reported dead listen to this one reported one wounded in overnight capitol hill protest that's chop that's Chaz. capitol hill autonomous zone Capitol Hill occupied protest. Arriving police reported encountering hot. This is after a shooting. After a shooting. Arriving police reported encountering hostile crowds after a large force assembled on the edge of the protest zone and entered the area on East Pine to secure the victim. He had already been driven from the scene by the time police arrived, according to East, East Precinct radio updates. With the protest camp as a center, the Seattle effort had a marked a handful of gains and promises from Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkham and SPD Chief Carmen Best of ongoing talks with activists. Handful of gains and promises of with ongoing talks with that. What in the world are they doing having ongoing talks with activists? Why are they not taking back their city? It's up to nine blocks now. Nine square blocks of the city. Pine Street in Seattle is huge. Nine city blocks in a major city in the, in the United States of America is being held captive by armed protesters. They're terrorists. Again, I'll give you my solution. Are you ready? 
Navy SEALs tonight. Come on, Trump. Go take it back. That's your country. Who cares what Carmen Best thinks? Who, who cares what Jenny Durkin thinks? The, that's the police chief and the mayor. Jenny Durkin's the mayor. Carmen Best is the police chief. There's rapes going on in there. Their 911 response rate into the occupied zone is 18 minutes. Navy SEALs. Now. Come on, Trump. Get in there. Bongino report. Listen to this. United Kingdom, Great Britain's debt is bigger than their economy for the first time since 1963. Oh, that's really bad for them. Well, we're already there. Our total, total economy, what our economy produces every year is 20 to $21 trillion. How much in debt are we? $26 trillion. We're already there. Don't feel bad for them. Government borrowing reached a record monthly high in May, nearly nine times higher than the same month a year ago. They borrowed nine times more in the month of May than they did a year before. I'm just saying this because this relates directly to the United States where the Federal Reserve is buying $600 billion worth of debt every other week. It means borrowing has soared to a record, the highest in any annual period since records began in 1993. But here's the thing. Don't be concerned. They're opening safely. Their economy is destroyed by their response to a disease that has a 99.9% survival rate. But don't worry. Yes, they're borrowing more than they ever have in history. Their debt now is more than their, G, their GDP, more than their entire gross national product. But luckily, they're opening safely. Listen, I want to tell you that what the opening safely is, let me tell you what it is, both there and here. Opening safely is simply a tyrannical socialist tactic. It's just meant to control you, just like a mask. You wear a mask around, you know what, you, you know what you're putting on your face? And I'm not talking about those with pre-existing conditions. Those that have to wear them at work. So quit using that as an excuse to denounce what I say. Because it's very clear what I'm saying. Those of you that believe you're saving a life by wearing a mask. And now you've got tailor masks. There's churches that you can buy their mask with their own goofy name on it. You can wear a camouflage mask, a pink one, one with flowers on it, one with cartoon characters on it. And you virtue signal, oh, look how much I care. I, I care. And people who don't wear masks, they don't care. Look how, look at me. This is giving me meaning in life. This is giving me something to care about in life because I'm so empty on the inside. All that mask does is mark you as an idiot. That's all that it does. It just shows that you're controlled. It shows that you sh what you should wear on your mask is the word sheeple. That's it. Bah. That's who you are. This is from a friend of mine on Facebook. I hope she doesn't mind me using her name. Ashley Melton. She put this out there. These people want, she's talking about this article. It says from the Daily Mail, artificial breast milk firm now that offers an environmentally friendly alternative to baby formula gets $3.5 million, a $3.5 million investment fund backed by Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, and Mark Zuckerberg. She writes, these people want to control every aspect of your life. It's true. 
absolutely true. And it works, didn't it? Who's made all the money? How's Jeff Bezos done? Owner of Amazon. How's Zuckerberg done? Since since COVID-19 came. Everybody's staying home on Facebook. Everybody has to have their stuff delivered by Amazon. Right? But there's no, that's conspiracy. That's conspiracy. Do you ever read your Bible? Do you ever read it at all? Do you think it's all going to be fine for forever and that none of the conspiracies will ever be true? Or maybe someday the conspiracies will be true. Ashley wrote, these people want to control every aspect of your lives. Every, everyone needs to be fighting against the, these demonic agendas before it's too late. Stop being brainwashed. Wake up. Think for yourself. Stop falling in their traps. Don't be a useful idiot. Fight. I couldn't sum it up any better than that at all. What time is it? All right. Last couple and we'll be done. Let's see where I want to finish here. Yeah, there's a good one right here. Train Marxist leader. This is the lady with uh, Jake Tapper, guys. Train Marxist leader, Black Lives Matter co-founder, Patrice Cullors. She wrote Coolers, C-U-L-L-O-R-S, Coolers, Colors, something like that. Our goal is to get Trump out. That's what she said. Black Lives Matter co-founder, Patrice Coolers. Our goal is to get Trump out. So I thought it was racial injustice. I thought it was systemic racism in law enforcement. I thought you kneeled kneeled at the flag for systemic racism in law enforcement, not because you hated the flag. No, their goal is to get Trump out. Patrice Cullors, co-founder of the Black Lives Matter movement, said in an interview on CNN Friday, yesterday, that our goal is to get President Trump out of office, saying he should resign and that the movement is going to push to get Trump out. Coolers, who has said she is a trained Marxist, but don't worry. Again, all all those of you who want me and all of my ilk to go and talk to somebody who's going to tell me why I'm not allowed to say all lives matter, you can just shove that right up your caboose. This is them right here, a trained Marxist. Well, you're like the person I want want you to go talk to. Say it on me, keep it on me, keep it on me. There you go. I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> but the, you're like, well, the, oh, this was it. Well, the person, Tom, that I want you to go talk to is a moderate. The moderate is what? Somebody who, who thinks they can serve two masters. You can't. There is no such thing as a moderate. You believe truth or you believe lies. No man, Jesus said it. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. No man can serve two masters. You will either hate the truth and love the lies or love the truth and hate the lies. There is no moderation. There is nothing. You tone police out there. I agree that sometimes tone matters, but you don't. You, you're you're way beyond that. If you're a tone police person, and you're like, well, I just believe that could be said nicer. First of all, you need to read your Bible and really set up what is the nice scale, because when Jesus calls people, calls somebody Satan, sons of hell makes a whip of cords, whitewashed tombs. You need to make sure that your tone scale is actually biblical, not Hollywood, not soft-pedaled, skip verses, watered-down pastor version of nice word. Now, what we're going to talk about this Sunday is we're going to talk about racism. And I'm, oh, my gosh. 
But Colors goes on, and this is what she said. Roll that video. A lot of criticism of former Vice President Joe Biden from civil rights activists. Um, the election obviously will be a choice. How do you think Biden matches up compared to President Trump when it comes to these issues that are important to you? Well, um, hands down, Trump not only needs to not be in office in November, uh, but he should resign now. I mean, we Trump needs to be out of office. He is not fit for office. And so what we are going to push for is a move to get Trump out while we're also going to continue to push and pressure uh, Vice President Joe Biden around his policies and relationship to policing and criminalization. That's going to be important. But our goal is to get Trump out. All right, back to me. Well, there you go. That's that, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter. That's what she wants. And you wonder what the undercurrent is? See, what happened was is that Trump allowed Burks and Fauci into his ear and come close to destroying his presidency. That's what COVID-19 is about, is about unseating, not the disease itself. The response to it is about unseating a duly elected president. What Black Lives Matter matters about, what Black Lives Matter is about is unseating a duly elected president using, using the lie of systemic racism in law enforcement. That's what it's all about. All right, listen, everybody. I'm going to finish right there. Like and share this podcast as much as you po- get it out there. I told you there may come a time. There may come a time. Man, I got more people on here now than that all night. Maybe I should keep going. Maybe I will keep going. I don't know. But like and share this as much as you possibly can. Get this. There may come a time where people like me are taken down. Rodney Howard Brown taken down. Jonathan Shuttlesworth taken down. Rush Limbaugh taken down. Whoever taken down. Because they're saying things, it's already happening. You've seen it all over Facebook, all over Twitter, all over Instagram, all over YouTube, taken down. It may happen. If I get taken down, run to parlor. I will be on parlor. We're, we're, we're going to be putting ourselves on parlor if we're not already there. But run, that's, that parlor is a site where you can put up anything you want. The free speech is there, 100%. The only thing you can't put on is violence or nudity, which is how it should be. Everything else should be, listen, you should be able to be free to say whatever it is you want to say, except if you're inciting violence, that's it. But I need you to like and share this. Like and share it. Last thing I'm going to tell you, be in church tomorrow. Listen, I know some of you, these radical times, Radical times call for radical measures. Some of you are going to have to move. If you live in Oregon, if you live in Washington, if you live in California, Pennsylvania, Maine, Michigan with Whitmer, New York with Cuomo, New Jersey, you may have to move. You'll never get your life back if you don't. Cops, you may have to resign and get a cop shop job somewhere else. Atlanta PD, resign. Get the heck out of that city. It's run by galactic morons. And they're not just dumb. They're malicious. They will put you on trial for your life, for a justified killing. They will do it. They're proving it right now. They're proving it. It calls for radical action. There are some of you that are watching this. Your church closed. You know you've lost respect for the leadership. Get the heck out of that church. If you're anywhere near me, you live between Sarasota 
in Punta Gorda and your church is closed? Are they closed for any period of time that was ridiculous? Which pretty much is any time? 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. For those of you that are mad at me, but you know you're called to be here, just get here. You don't need to say anything. You don't need to own anything. You don't need to say anything to me. Get your butt back to church. But if you live anywhere from Sarasota to Punta Gorda, get here tomorrow. If your church is too wimpy to stand up to COVID-19, then they're not preaching the Bible. No plague shall draw near thy dwelling. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. Well, we choose wisdom. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You don't go, well, we believe the Bible, but we also believe wisdom and God, God gave us a brain. That's not biblical. Find that verse. Go ahead. I want you to find the verse. And then what I want you to do is read 1 Corinthians chapter 1 about people's wisdom versus God. God hath chosen the foolish things of the world. So when you say, God has given me a brain so I don't listen to the word of God. God chose what you consider to be foolish. God didn't choose the wisdom of the world. He chose, what you're, he chose the word of God. And what churches should have been doing was binding COVID from getting on them, binding COVID from ever getting in their building, and then actually looking at the truth about the sickness and seeing that it isn't even a threat to most everybody. That's what should be happening. But if your church grabbed their ankles, haven't said that for a few weeks, grabbed their ankles and hopped onto the lap of government, being pet by the, oh, good community partner. Oh, it's so good of you to believe the experts that are lying to you and stealing your First Amendment, 14th Amendment, Fourth Amendment rights. Oh, good compliant pastor. Good compliant church member. I know this irritates some of you, but it's true. If it's true, it's true. Don't be, remember what Jesus said, John chapter eight, verse 45, because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. That doesn't really make sense, does it? Because of the truth, you don't believe me? But that is what it, the way that it is. That's why, don't you ever wonder why you present a completely cogent case to people? I know it's supposed to be done. Don't you ever wonder why you present a statistic? I've got all these statistics right here. You present a statistically based case to people, a biblically based theology to them, and they reject it. Do you ever wonder why? Because Jesus said it. Because I tell you the truth, you don't believe me. People look at the truth, and it's an offense to them. If it seems, Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. If it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, it's to people, the truth of the word of God seems evil to them. It does. It just does. When I read them statistical data from the FBI UCR report about non-systemic racism in law enforcement and that 97% of blacks are killed by other blacks, they don't believe me because I tell them the truth. When I, when I read to them an article that says, those screened must be given a unique patient identification number from the Rockefeller Foundation coming to your neighborhood, they don't believe me because what I t when I tell them the truth, because I tell them the truth, they don't believe me. It's the truth. Your pastors never should have closed. I have no problem going back to a church where a pastor goes on, and you know, he does a little Facebook Live, and he comes up and he you know, does a little Facebook Live, and he says, you know what, I was wrong. 
It never should have closed. I haven't seen anybody do it. What I see pastors doing is acting like it never happened. And, go, and coming in with their phase one, phase two, phase three reopenings conforming to the pattern of the world. That's what I see. It's time for radical action. Get the heck out of that church. Get out of there. If you have to form a Bible study and just go ahead and have 10, 12 people over, get the heck out of a coward's church. Tom, that's too mean. I don't care. I told you it's radical action. It's time. I have no problem. Listen, I am chief among sinners. I have sinned so much in my life. Chief among sinners. I've, I've sinned a lot since I've been a Christian. I've sinned a lot since I've been a pastor. I, have, I am never down on somebody because they've sinned. I'm down on somebody when they don't repent. And I'm not down on them like, I, like I'm you know, condemning them forever. I'm just saying that they've lost my respect. As much as I've sinned, I still have turned from all my sin. And I've sinned a lot. I've sinned, I've sinned more than a lot of the pastors that closed their churches. I agree, I have. But I'm not living in it. And I'm not even saying that it was necessarily a sin for you to close it, but it was a compromise. It was weakness. It wasn't following the Word of God. It wasn't following the Constitution. You were not following Romans 13 when you closed your church. You were actually doing the exact opposite of Romans 13. You're to obey the Constitution of the United States of America, which allows you to freely assemble. By closing your church, you were violating your ruling authorities. You were, not guys like me, not guys like Rodney Howard Brown, not, like guy, not guys like Tony Spell, who kept their churches open. But Christians, it's time for radical action. Cops, it's time for radical action. Get the heck out of Atlanta. Get the heck out of Minneapolis. Get the heck out of Seattle. Let them have it. Let them defund the police. Let them have it. Let them have what they want. What Democrats depend on, what Democrats depend on, is Republican obstruction, obstructionism. What I mean by that is, they, what they want is for us to come in and save them. For the cops to say, you know what, no way, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to the job. No. You stick to that job, you could go on trial for your life. When you have, when you have a state attorney, like that idiot in Atlanta, who just charged Officer Rolf with the equivalent of first-degree murder, where the death sentence is in play, you got to leave. There's plenty of cop jobs. There's plenty. Listen, I know. I just retired three, just under three years ago. We couldn't hire people. Couldn't find people to pass backgrounds. It's open for you. Go find a job in the state of Florida, maybe where you've got a governor who actually has a head on his shoulders, who actually has an IQ outside of two digits. Do that. It's time for radical action, Christians. It's time for radical action. You got to change churches. You do. This is the, listen, this is the beginning of sorrows out of the book of Revelation. That is where we're at. No one knows about the day or I don't know the exact time where Jesus has come back. I don't concern myself with the exact time because Jesus said in Matthew 24, 36, that no one knows about the day or hour. So I'm not, I don't worry about it, but I can read the book of Revelation. And when they're talking about somebody getting a patient identification number world freaking wide i know that that has to do with the book of revelation if you don't you are theologically blind if you think all is well and there's none of this is going to pertain to you 
It's going to come knock on your door. It's coming to your doorstep, neutral Christian, unopinionated Christian, non-side-taking Christian, which is all antithetical to the Word of God. Let your yes be yes and let your no be no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. And you say you're neutral? How can you be neutral and violate Matthew 5.37? No man can serve two masters. How can you be neutral and violate Matthew 6.24? Both of which spoken by Jesus Christ himself. You have to choose sides. I'm not telling anybody to be violent. I'm just saying, here's the, here's the thing. You have to choose. You have to know what's true and what's not. And it's time for radical action. 3385 South Access Road. If you live between Sarasota, I don't, maybe even a little further north, Bradington and Punta Gorda, Florida, and your church closed their doors, and you know, you know it's wrong down there. You know, I'm opening with my message tomorrow morning. I'm opening with this statement. With this statement, something has changed. You know it's true, right? Something's different in the air now. The world has changed. I'm not depressed by it. I'm not discouraged by it. God has raised me up for just a time like this. You do the same thing, but it's time for radical action. Get the heck out of a compromising, conforming to the pattern of the world church and be here tomorrow morning. We'll make room for you. We'll make room for you. Let's pack this place out. No social distancing, no alcohol stations, free hug zone, hug all you want, shake all the hands you want, sit as close to your wife or your kids and anybody else, sit as close to me as you want, sit as close to anybody as you want. Families can, one family can be within six feet of another here. We've never social distanced, not for one day. This is where you belong. And for those that have left and are mad at me, why don't you just forgive me and get back? Amen. 3385 South Access Road, Foundation Church. Foundation Church, Inglewood, Florida, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. And Lord, we need you. Holy Spirit, we need you more than anything. We need your sword, the word of God, more than anything. We need you. We need your word more than anything and more than anybody. And we invite you into our lives. We invite you into our churches. We invite you in to convict us. We invite you in to encourage us. We invite you in to bring godly sorrow and repentance. Stir your church. Stir your remnant and create a remnant, Lord. Create a remnant in these end times. Create a remnant that will stand up for the word of God. That will stand up in the word of God. That will stand up for healing. That will stand up for winning every single time. That will stand up for prospering. That will stand up for power. And, then, and that will stand up against the devil's power. Raise up your remnant church, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody out there shouts... Amen and amen. See you here tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. God bless you. I love you.